0: The Rise of Pseudomedicine for Dementia and Brain Health. That's the title of this week's paper. It's written by three scientists at the Memory and Aging Centre at UCSF, the University of California at San Francisco. And it's a big article in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association. And they define pseudomedicine as medicine that appears to be practised on the basis of evidence-based medicine, namely with randomised controlled trials, but that the evidence that is used could be described as pseudo-evidence. Namely, it has never been properly evaluated. There's never a Cochrane review of, for example, dietary supplements to reduce your risk of dementia. And it's in the United States, a 3.2 billion industry, promoting brain health benefits from consumer advertising of supplements of one sort or another. So that's pseudo-medicine. Not evidence-based medicine, but pseudo-medicine. But there is evidence. But the evidence, in the words of the wonderful writer Feynman, is a product of cargo cult science. Now, I need to explain a little bit about cargo cults. Cargo cults occur when tribal societies encounter Western... Um, civilization and culture, so cargo cults do things like they they build sort of models or statues of aeroplanes, for example, so it looks as though they've got an aeroplane and but it's not it's just uh, a cult following of a bit of technology so pseudomedicine is supported by cargo cult scientific evidence, and the difference between cargo cult science and the sort of science that we believe should be used to decide if something is of high value or not, is not actually in the proof arising from a randomized controlled trial. But in Feynman's text, the key issue is bending over backwards to show how this study may be wrong. Bending over backwards to show how the study may be wrong. This takes us into the philosophy of science uh, developed by Karl Popper. And Popper said the key thing was not to prove that you were right, but to really try to prove that you were wrong. So instead of saying, well, the hypothesis is that swans are white and counting a hundred or a thousand white swans, was to search out the black swan. And that's where the term the black swan comes from. So there we are we are seeing increasing advertising of pseudomedicine for dementia, brain health, and for many other conditions. Part of this, of course, is that uh, these people give belief, whereas we're often giving doubt and uncertainty. But the the paper finishes with some very good advice for practitioners, what their responsibility is, in the words of the authors. For example, they say, and I'm quoting that, The professionals have to understand that motivations to pursue such interventions often come from a desire to obtain the best medical care. The professionals have to provide honest scientific interpretations of any supporting evidence. And they have to differentiate testimony from data. So these are good practical statements. Cargo cult science produces pseudo-evidence. And pseudo-evidence drifts into pseudo-medicine. And it can't just be dismissed quickly because this is very cleverly done. It appeals to people very anxious about some problem for themselves or a family member. So we have to take it seriously. If things come in as a result of pseudo-medicine, there will be low value or zero value and even worse they'll consume resources of either the health service or the family that could be used for something of higher value. Remember, even if there's some value in terms of reassurance or the feeling that you're doing something, if resources, and that would include energy and time as well as money, are diverted from higher value activity, then it's very important that we recognise this and work towards higher value health care and tackle pseudomedicine as one obstacle to higher value healthcare because it's promoting healthcare that's low value, or zero value, or even negative value.